Tonight, uh, if you want to open up your Bibles, um, last week, you know, Brother Kyle, before we came into service, is when he told us that he would probably need to go and take care of his mother. Um, didn't really know how long, um, really kind of still don't really know how long he may be gone. Hopefully, maybe this week, right, Miss Amy? Maybe um, early this week. Um, we just told him to take his time. Uh, we tell him all the time uh, that family first at this church, so, um, but y'all pray for him. But he told us that he was going to you know, need to go and spend some time with his mother, take care of her, and I just said, hey, you know, whatever we need to do, whatever I need to do, just let us know. So he said, um, how about preach next Sunday night? And I said, okay, we, I can do that. And uh, so I started praying and uh, just asking the Lord, as I always do, um, Lord, what would you want to teach me so I can share, you know, with the folks that come out on Sunday night? And uh, about two, maybe two, three days ago, he said, God's goodness. That's all he really told me. He said, preach on God's goodness. So I started praying and, and kind of meditating on, on God's goodness and started reading some scripture and um, started preparing um, for what uh, I was going to be talking about tonight. And, you know, God's goodness, um, I don't know if, if, uh, if God's got a sense of humor or not, but as you get into God's goodness, you really can't preach it on a Sunday night and get it from start to finish. It's, uh, it's really not even, you can't even do it on a Sunday morning from start to finish. Um, it's really, it, it should be like a long-term series, God's goodness. I mean, if I could really kind of take time and, and really just break open God's word and get into God's goodness, I mean, we could be here till midnight or after, you know, and I know none of y'all want to, and we're not going to be here till midnight, but as I started reading, and there's so many scripture in God's word about his goodness. And I don't know if you've already thought about God's goodness, but it's who God is. He's only good. You ever thought about that? He's only good. There's, there's not another side of him. God is only good. It's his nature. It's his character. And you get into God's word, and, and I just kept reading scripture upon scripture upon scripture about his goodness. I'm thankful for his goodness. Amen? So thankful for his goodness. But it, it was, it was, I, I've, had, I've had a good time reading God's word about his goodness. Um, I don't think I've done this um, as often as I should. And I really enjoy diving into to his word. As you know me, that's what we're going to do tonight. We're just going to kind of dive into his word. I promise you, um, I could keep you here to midnight. I promise you we're not going to be here long. Um, I broke it down to four passages. They're really short passages, and uh, we're just going to let God's Word speak to all of us, right, and, and see what He has to say. But like I said, I said I, God said, just preach about my goodness. You know, we have a saying around here. Um, it just kind of popped up one Sunday morning. I think you probably all know where I'm going. Um, but it, it kind of popped up one Sunday morning. And sometimes you have things pop up in church and they die quickly. This one really didn't die. It just kept going on and going on. And it says, God is good all the time and all the time, God is good, you know. So that, that saying kind of popped up in our church and it kind of hung around. I'm glad it hung around. But I was thinking about this little phrase, God is good all the time and all the time, God 
is good. You know, I hope this is, is not a saying that we just say out of habit anymore because it's kind of stuck around. You know, it, it doesn't come out just as a habit, but we truly believe that God is good. I know in my life, if I'm honest with you, when I say it on Sunday mornings, it's probably kind of out of habit. You know, I've probably got a million other things on my mind. Someone uh, shouts it out, and we kind of finish the phrase, and I probably jump right in and don't even really think about what I'm saying sometimes, about how good God is. You know, so I thought that we would kind of end our day together today. Um, and as we look forward to this upcoming week, I thought we'd just kind of open God's Word and jump into His goodness. I read this. This is not mine. I, um, I read this. And it was really good, so I had to write it down. I'm just going to read it to you. It says, God is not sometime good. He is holy and infinitely good. I like this, always. When tough circumstances arise, God's goodness gives comfort. When your needs are beyond your resources. Anybody been there? God's goodness provides. When sin threatens our relationship with God, because he is good, he forgives, rescues, and restores. The ultimate act of his goodness is Jesus. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You know, like I said just a few minutes ago, goodness is his character and nature. God's goodness is his character and his nature. You can probably describe me uh, in, in several ways. Um, some of you, I probably get described in not so good ways, and probably someone can describe me in a little bit better ways. And same with you, that God's goodness, if we were to describe him, goodness is his character and his nature. Isn't that incredible? It's his, it's his, it's his nature to be good. That's who he is. So let's dive into God's word tonight. I am going to skip around. Um, like I said, four little short passages. We're going to first stop in the book of Exodus. Go to Exodus 34. I'm going to concentrate on verse 6, but I'm going to read verses 1 through 8 really quickly. It says, And the Lord said to Moses, Cut two tablets of stone like the first ones. And I will write on these tablets the words that were on the first tablets, which you broke. So be ready in the morning and come up in the morning to Mount Sinai. Present yourself to me there on the top of the mountain. And no man shall come up with you. And let no man be seen throughout all the mountain. Let neither flock nor herds feed before that mountain. So he cut two tablets of stone like the first ones. Then Moses rose, rose early in the morning and went, and went um, up. And went up Mount Sinai as the Lord had commanded him, and he took in his hand the two tablets of stone. Now the Lord descended. Now the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there. That kind of caught my eye when I was studying this week. The Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. Verse six says, "And the Lord pa uh, passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful, gracious." long-suffering, and abounding, look at that, and abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression of sin, by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity 
of the fathers upon their children and their children's children up to the third and fourth generation. So Moses made haste and bowed his head toward the earth and worshipped. So you hear, we, we see in Exodus here that Moses makes new tablets and the Lord comes from a cloud descending and he stands right there with him. And he, he, he proclaims to Moses about who he is. And it says, and the Lord passed before him and proclaimed the Lord and, and the Lord God, mercy, he said, a merciful, gracious, long-suffering, abounding in goodness and in truth. You know, we see in, in the book of, of Exodus, what, the, what God was giving Moses was good. You know, we, we see the tablets and what God was giving to him, but it also he was telling Moses who he was. This is me. This is my character. This is who I am. And he said he was good. He, he said a, a few other things, merciful, gracious, long-suffering, and abounding in goodness and in truth. You know, God does not hide who he is. You ever thought about that? God does not hide who he is. He makes it very, very clear. We may kind of fog it up a little bit. I think we do a lot. But God never, never hides who he is. So we see here in the book of Exodus, God proclaiming who he is. And, he, and, and one of those things, he says, I'm abounding in goodness and in truth. When we're talking about the goodness of God, here we have in the book of Exodus, way back in the beginning of the word, God is proclaiming who he is. And he says, I am abounding in goodness. You know, one thing that I, I thought about this week, you know, we can say, I think a lot of times in our life, we think God's only good when life is good. You ever been there? We only think God is good because our life is good. You know, God's goodness is not determined where we are in life. You know what I mean? It, it's not determined by that. He's always good. So let's go to uh, the book of Psalms. Psalms 23. This should be pretty familiar. Um, Scripture, passage, just, just going to read the first six verses, the only six verses in the book of Psalms. And it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in, uh, in green passage. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness, there's that word again, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord, and he finishes right then, forever. Kind of focused there on verse 6. Um, of Psalms 23, and he talks about his goodness, and it will follow us all the days of our life. That kind of intrigued me, and I started digging a little bit deeper and, and trying to try to understand where what God would have me to know about this uh, about this chapter, this verse. You know, if you break down this this uh, this chapter, verses one through three deals with a happy life. Verses one through three deals with a happy life verse 4 deals with a happy death and verse 5 and 6 deals with a happy 
eternity. And that's kind of where this, this verse 6, this kind of uh, central verse here about God's goodness comes into play about a happy eternity. He said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. You know, God's goodness is never, ever ending. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that wonderful? It's kind of mind-boggling. But his goodness will never, ever run out. You know, you know we may get tired and you know, we, we get weary a lot of times and we just got a lot of things going on in our life. And, you know, we, we may run out mentally of a lot of things, you know. But isn't it good to know that God's goodness is never ending? It's always around and it will never, ever run out. Matter of fact, he said his goodness is forever. And if you, if you look at that, that word forever... In the context of the of verse 5 and 6 about a happy eternity, man, his goodness is going to last forever. We're going to be, we're going to be able to partake in his goodness forever. Not just here on this earth, even when we get to heaven. Isn't that wonderful? His goodness on earth, yeah, we can feel it. We can, we can experience it. It's good to us. Um, we, we know that God's good to us. We can experience that. We can realize that. But also his goodness is going to follow us all the way to heaven. And then when we get to heaven forever and ever and ever, we're going to be able to experience his goodness. Incredible. It's incredible. Uh, it, it gave me a great comfort and great peace when I started reading these scriptures um, about God's goodness. Something that I probably need to focus on. I think a lot of times when Brother Kyle asks me to preach and, and God gives me something, it's, it's something more so that God wants to teach me. And it, it just happened to be his goodness. And I was so encouraged by what I was studying. And I hope you are too, to understand that God's goodness is so good. Go to the book of James. Go to the book of James. If you haven't heard me say this, this is my favorite book in, in all of God's scripture. Um, you can look at my Bible, and it looks like a, a machine gun has is torn apart. Um, but James is a very good book. Go to uh, the first chapter in James. I'm going to read verses 12 through 18. Sort of emphasize on verse 17. There we go. Let me find it. There we go. It said, Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which is the Lord, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say, when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted in, when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Be not deceived, my beloved uh, brethren. Every good gift, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from, from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Of his own, when, of his own will, uh, he brought us forth by the word of truth that we might be the kind of first fruits, first fruits of his creatures. So here we have in the book of James, it talks about gifts, it talks about good gifts 
and perfect gifts. Now everything related to divine giving, I like this, is adequate, it's complete, and it's beneficial. Everything that God does for you, everything that he does for you, you may categorize it as bad or good or indifferent and God, why am I going through this? Or God, why are you letting this happen? But everything that God does for us, everything is for our own. It's adequate, it's complete, and it's beneficial. You know, a lot of people ask me, like, why do bad things happen to people? Or, you know, they were such good Christians, and, you know, this thing happened to them. And it, it struck me one day, and I just said, you know, I don't know if God puts things in categorize. He categorizes things that we go through in our life. We, we say it's bad, but God, on the other hand, may say that he, he's, he's doing some really good things in our life. Now, we, we may not understand it because it's hard to go through some things in our life, but God doesn't see it as bad. He, he sees everything he does for us as good, beneficial. It's adequate. He's trying to make us and mold us into who he is. So his goodness that he, uh, he, uh, he gives to us is just for that. It's there to, to make us, to mold us, to shape us. And as he's doing those things, the things that he's doing for us, his goodness is always adequate, it's always complete, and it's always beneficial. You know, everything he does for us, everything he does for us, sh uh, showing us his goodness, always, always, um, it, it completes what he wants done. You know, everything. Like, he, if he wants me to learn a lesson, he's going to put me in a situation, and I may not understand it at the time, but, but going through a, 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 a certain situation, God's saying, man, everything that I'm doing for you right now, Bill, everything is adequate, complete, and beneficial for what I want you to know about who I am. And, that, and what he ultimately wants us to understand about him is the goodness that he has for his children, the goodness that he has for his children. You know, sometimes life gets a little rough, doesn't it? Gets a little hard. Can anybody tes testify? Sometimes life gets a little bumpy sometimes, you know, and that's just the world that we live in and the things that we have to go through. But God's goodness, his goodness is always adequate, always complete, and it's always beneficial to us. Another thing that this chapter points out is that God's good gifts has no, and it talks a little, and you see a little phrase in there, and I had to kind of dig a little bit. It said, God's good gift has no variation or shadow of turning like the sun, moon, and stars. You know, I, you, you, can look at the, you can look at the moon, and it changes, right? It's a full moon, and then it goes to a different stage, and it, it has different stage, and it comes right back around to a full moon, and so, like, even, like, the, the, the moon that we can look at, it, it's always changing, and the sun and the stars, and they're always kind of changing uh, in some respect. But James, James says, God's goodness, it never changes like those things. It never changes like those things. Like, you can see those things change, evidence of those things changing. But James says, God's goodness, it never changes like those things. And I, I just, I got great comfort as I was reading this and started understanding about God's goodness. And I'm glad that God puts in his words little things like that that kind of 
that triggers our mind and say, oh, that makes a little bit more sense. So God's goodness, it's adequate, it's complete, and it's also beneficial. Last, last chapter, real quick. Go back to the book of Psalms. Psalms 34. Just going to read one verse. Give you a quick second to turn back. Psalms 34, 8 reads this, reads like this. It says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. It says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. That the Lord is good. To understand his goodness, to understand that his character is good, to understand that his nature is good. It, it never changes. You know, taste and see that understand that you know when i when i I think of the word taste i'm thinking of like eating something obviously you know like eat something you you know somebody will hand you something and sometimes uh, it's serious sometimes it may be a joke say hey taste this eat this a little bit see what you think you know sometimes it's a hot pepper and it kind of you know does some things to their mouth but sometimes it's maybe a, a, a piece of cake or something hey taste this taste and see if it's good a lot of a lot of people who are cooks i like to cook at my house so as we're cooking, you know, what do you do? You taste and see if that, that recipe is turning out the way you want it. You know, kind of, you, you're really uh, getting a hold of what that is, that, that taste. You're, you're getting a hold of what that thing that you're trying to, to stir up. And so you're getting an idea about what that is. And God's word in Psalms says, he says, taste. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him you know i i thought about you know uh bringing this uh, this about god's goodness to you tonight and uh, i said what a perfect time as we kind of close down our time together as a body of believers and we're all kind of looking for uh the week ahead anybody got their week planned out i have it'll change tomorrow but i got it planned out um but we're all kind of looking for the week ahead. So this upcoming week, let's try to focus on God's goodness. When all the bumps kind of come up, when all the curveballs are thrown at you, um, when everything just doesn't quite go right, um, when you have an opportunity to just talk to somebody and, and, and share with them the gospel, you know, let, let's kind of focus on God's goodness. You know, God's goodness is all around us. You ever think of that? God's goodness is all around it. You know who, who turns a blind eye to it? Believers. We do, if we're honest. We, 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 we turn a blind, blind eye to it. You know, I think we get kind of caught up in our lives and, you know, going a million miles an hour and getting things done. But, you know, God's goodness is all around it. You know, we just don't choose to acknowledge it sometimes. So, as my encouragement as we close tonight, you know, you know that God is good. Um, we know that his goodness is never changing. It's always the same. Let's try to focus on his goodness this week. Let's try to share his goodness this week with those who need it. 
Um, you know, you, you may be put in front of someone who's, whose life is falling apart, and it may be your opportunity to, to share with them how good God is. You ever told God how good he is? Just you and him personally, maybe in your prayer closet, and just said, God, you are so good to me. I try to do that. I don't do it as often as I should. Um, but maybe that can be some encouragement uh, for myself and to you uh, this week to really just focus and tell God how good he is to us and how good he is to others. You know, we're a very, very blessed church. I hope you all realize that. We're a very blessed church. Uh, we got a man who preaches God's word. We got a, a church family who loves each other. That just doesn't happen by chance. And we needed to be thankful for those little things that we probably take for granted and other things we take for granted as well. So in closing, let's, uh, let's concentrate on God's goodness this week and see what happens. All right? You just will stand with me. We'll close in prayer. As always, just bow your heads if you don't mind. Um, um, as you know, we always open up the altar morning and night. Um, so if you have anything that uh, you need to pray about, uh, maybe you have something coming up this week and you just need to pray about, um, we, will, we will take all the time that we need. Um, and, uh, but if you feel led, you come down and spend some time with God. All right, you can all look up. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, I will speak on behalf of Brother Kyle. Um, you know, I said something last week, but um, thank you for for uh, attending church today. A lot of people, they say, well, preacher's not going to be there. You know, I'm not going to show up. But if, if I could ex express how this stresses Brother Kyle out, I, I can't say it in words. He really is concerned about when he's not here that no one will show up. And no one, everyone, kind of lay out. So thank you for uh, so uh, for for coming and just being here together with each other. Um, you know who's Brother Kyle, right? We're the church, right? <laughs> but um, anything, anybody got any announcements tonight? Or yes. Anyone else? We do have our trunk or treat next Sunday night. I'm excited about that. Um, so uh, if you haven't signed up, there's a sign-up sheet in the back. Um, I'd like to see the parking lot full as like it's normally uh, on every um, trunk or treat. So if you haven't signed up, please do so. Anyone else before we close?
All right. Brother Frank Morgan, you mind closing us tonight?